0: Welcome to Life Point with your host Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi folks, yesterday I closed with talking about Gideon and talking about some questions that he had for God, and I want to find that and read that to you out of Joshua and I be honest with you, I don't have my out of excuse me, out of Judges and I didn't have it marked, but I have it right here and I turn one page. It's right before me Judges chapter 6 verses 11 through 18. But first I want to pray. Heavenly Father, Guide my lips, that I would say what you would have me say, that people would hear what you would have them hear. And God, may we draw near to you. You love us. You have a plan for our lives. And I'm so grateful that I can share from the Word of God this day. In Jesus' name, amen. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah and belonged to Joash the Abrazite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep him from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord be with you, is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all the wonders that our ancestors told us about? And when they said, Did not leave the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of the Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, "'Go in the strength you have "'and save Israel out of Midian's hand. "'Am I not sending you? "'Pardon me, my lord,' Gideon replied. "'I love this conversation. "'But how can I save Israel? "'My clan is the weakest of Manasseh, "'and I am the least in my family.' "'The Lord answered, "'I will be with you, "'and you will strike down all the Midianites, "'leaving none alive.' "'Gideon replied, "'If now I have found favor in your eyes,' Give me a sign that is really you talking to me. Please do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Well, you know, pardon me. I love that. Pardon me. But if God is with us, how has all this happened to us? Why has the Lord abandoned us? Simply, the Lord said, go into this, in my strength and save Israel. Am I not sending you? Huge point here, folks. If God is sending us, if God is leading us, won't he take care of us and give us wisdom to do his will? Yes, he will. Then Gideon comes up the second question in the form of an excuse. Uh, Pardon me, me, Lord, uh, but my clan is the weakest and I'm the least in the family. In other words, Gideon was saying, how can you use poor old me? Gideon still is struggling after the conversation, so God asked for a sign that he truly, he asked God for a sign that he would truly be, that he be used to save Israel. God must have been getting pretty tired of Gideon's lack of trust. But God let Gideon set out a fleece, and that's later on down the line here, uh, to assure Gideon of his hand on him. You can read about the fleece in the last few verses of Judges chapter 6. I, if I tell you everything, then you have no studying to do. Get in Judges and read. And God gave him the answers. I, in my life, have very rarely used fleeces. But I have, but rarely. But had a couple and one very life-changing and significant fleece. This had to do with dating my future wife. I was very confused in my heart. It was a, it was to start dating Denise because, honestly, we had many friends for a quiet. We'd been friends for a long time. And I wasn't sure if she wanted to date me. But I came to a point, either I will ask her, or not worry about it anymore. My room and I, roommate and I prayed hard on Saturday night for God's will in this matter. We prayed and sat out a fleece. And I remember saying to the Lord something like, you know my anxiety and frustrations. And Lord, I can't keep on with this feeling of not knowing if this is right or wrong. So tomorrow at church, if we end up talking, please give me a sign that she would be willing to go out with me. And folks, the reason I did this is because I was dating another gal, but I'd liked, i had always liked—I always had this thing for Denise, but I didn't think she was ever interested in me. But all of a sudden, it just felt like maybe there was something there. And uh, it's a long story—I'm not going to get into it. But and um, so after church that day, after we prayed that night, we ran into each other in the foyer of the church, and she said, "Are you going to take me to a Portland Trailblazer game sometime?" Because I guess a long, long time ago I said something about that guess what? I knew without question that God had answered my prayer. I knew without question God had delivered my wife to me, that this was going to happen. And the sad thing was I had to uh, tell my girlfriend at the time that, you know, I felt like God wanted me to date Denise. And that was sad, but she understood. I never forget my friend Tammy. She said, Tom, if I believe you're a man of God, And if that's God's will, then, you know, I'm all for it. But it was hard. It was very hard for me to tell her that. But you know what? God knew. God knew my wife, Denise. He knew that she was going to be my wife someday. And even though she wasn't really interested in me earlier, it was his time. And now, almost 38 years later, I'm very thankful because she's been my rock. She is an amazing woman with amazing gifts. And God has used her um, powerfully in the church, and in my life. Trust is big. We must learn to trust God and put things in His hand. He loves us and has a wonderful plan for our lives. If we would just trust Him with it. Why did Gideon triumph? He triumphs because he was obedient. So far, the entire theme of the Old Testament thus far is obedience, and hopefully we are getting that. I hope you're getting that in your life. If you want to see God move in your life, be obedient. I want to jump down a few more years again after four failed judges had gone by the wayside and a couple successful ones sandwiched between. We come to the judge that most of you have heard of because it's been a lifelong child story, the Judge Samson. Samson was chosen by God. Though Samson sure didn't live a perfect life and made some really bad mistakes, God chose Samson to lead. You know, there isn't a leader that has ever lived or a pastor that has ever lived that doesn't have flaws. But God works with those he has chosen and he gives them strength in their weaknesses and power to overcome. I believe that. I've seen that. I've experienced that. Judges chapter 13, verse 24 and 25 says, He gave birth to a boy and his name was Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir in him while he was in a manad dan between Zorah and Estatal. I just, those names of those uh, towns in the Old Testament are something else, aren't they? Most of us remember God's promise for Samson to have a great strength as long as he didn't cut his hair. And Samson did incredible feats of strength and during, uh, during his reign. He was amazing. Samson tore a lion apart with his bare hands. But you must also understand the scripture stated, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. People, when you're dealing with issues in your life and if the Holy Spirit is a part of your life, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. That's why we're obedient. As I say, the, the number one scripture I quote more than anyone is Acts 2.38, repent and be baptized every one of you, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. I can't say it any more plainer from the Word of God. His strength was not his own, but provided by God. Before every feat of strength, the Scripture says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. He struck down a thousand men with the jawbone of a donkey. Folks, that's hard to imagine. It must have been something to see. We see videos, we see... Uh, stories that, uh, about that, movies that were made about that, and we see him striking down all these armies, wringing that, that, that jawbone and just wiping out people. But it wasn't because of his strength. It was because of God in him. That's what you're all about, God in you. God will help you do things that you cannot do on your own because of his strength within you. That's why you have to call upon him. Samson had to face many things. We had to understand that God gives man freedom. He gives every one of you freedom to choose, freedom of choice, how you're going to live your life, how you're going to be spiritual, how you're going to walk with him, or how you're just going to talk big about the things of God. Folks, talk is cheap. We can talk all we want to. I can talk on this radio station and and sound like the greatest Christian on the planet, but live like the devil. Yes, I could do that. I will not do that. I will never do that. But I can tell you that talk is cheap. Are you walking with God? You're talking like you're walking with God. Are you walking with God? What are you doing about his kingdom? What are you doing about the future? What are you doing about non-Christians knowing Jesus Christ? What are you doing about taking effect an active role in your church to help bring in the lost? What are you doing? Are you responding? Or is it just another one of these messages Pastor Tom throws out and goes on the wayside? I can't make a choice for you. Outside influences try to detract you from your relationship with God. You know that. They'll take you away. The sports world nowadays takes everybody away from the things of God almost. It's just, I like I see you, I, you hear me talk about it all it all the time because I'm very frustrated. As a pastor, I'm very frustrated that we honor our sports more than we do our God. I'll never forget the example of my brother Doug, as I've mentioned before, how he could have probably been a professional baseball pitcher, but he gave up. The idea of working on Wednesdays and Sundays and, and not being involved in youth group because uh, he was a great preacher, and they, they were even to give him time off to do that because he was that good. But he said, you know what, I'm going to honor my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my, my relationship with God first, and then God used him, and he was a pastor for over 40 years, just retired a few years ago. Why? Because he said yes to God. You know, sports aren't wrong. Sports are great. God uses great sports figures. I love watching Tim Tebow and listening to his testimony. God uses all sorts of great sports figures, and I love sports, as you well know. I'm a sportsman, but I can tell you this. Sports can, can become a priority, and it can take over, and you can have a lot of struggles. But be strong and be careful to exercise your freedom properly. and God will lead Samson, and God restored Samson. Even after he blundered, even after he let Delilah cut his hair, God restored him. And you know what? God will encourage you. God will restore you when times go well. You know, in in Corinthians, we see Paul talking about these kind of things. He says, you know, don't be a stumbling block. You know, the enemy is out there to take you down, but God's influence is more important. Your family, your children, your friends, your associates, watch your life and pray for each of them each day that God would protect them. You know, and say this, I'm going to portray Jesus Christ in the way I live. And if you do, folks... You're going to be blessed. I promise you, you will be blessed. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709.